I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. How did I know it was going to be funny when Jarrett said rope really loud? <laughs> like announced rope! 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 I knew it! I knew you were going to say it like that. Doesn't fit the tone of the rope. movie, but I, rope. I love to hear him say it. Rope! <laughs> This movie was actually a remake from a uh, uh, a French film called Rope. Oh, that makes yes. lots of sense. It's a vagabond woman. A vagabond woman. Ah. It's about a vagabond woman who falls in love with a rope maker, but he cannot commit <laughs> because he is he is utterly entwined, more or less, ah. by his rope making. He's already tied down. Ah, I was gonna make that joke. Oh, damn. <laughs> Yeah. I need to stop announcing oh, when I was going to make that joke. Cammy, you got to stop being a a should of and be more of an Urkel. I'd rather I'd hear you say, "Did I do that?" Ah. than uh, than be like, oh, "I should have said that." All right, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go get my big glasses. <gasps> Don't forget your suspenders. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh. hello, Kyle. I can't see the uh, like. Let me let me. I'm I'm Are... blind because of I'm not in the same room with you. So. She is back, yes. Uh, let, me, let me paint you a word picture. Hello! I want you to imagine, a, like, Urkel, the Urkel you know and love. Give him Cammy's long, flowing hair, and that's what I'm looking at right now. She went oh, no. full into it. Oh, no. Did I do that? <laughs> oh, I love how these pants make my dick look. Oh, my gosh. Yeah! Yeah. My dick looks huge. <laughs> yeah, you get a girl. Thank okay, you. but yes. Hello and all and welcome. You, you're not listening to to uh, Family Tonight, the Family Matters Rewatch podcast coming to Patreon this fall. Um, no, it's not. Just kidding. Don't lie to them. No, it's not. I would shoot myself in the face if I... I love Urkel, but I don't love Urkel that much. That'll um, be our April Fool's episode. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Welcome to another fun episode that we have planned for you tonight of Spooky Time Presents. Tonight we will be discussing... The first film in our Alfred Hitchcock marathon for this month. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one and quite thrilling. Ooh. Like lightning bolts to the tip of your cock. Um, Ooh, zip zap. Mm. Zip zap, baby. Thank you. Today zap. we are watching the oh. Alfred Hitchcock 1948 masterpiece, Rope. I'll see you tonight at Brandon's park. Okay. You can say yes, sir, just as well as in a taxi. Goodbye, darling. Bye. That's the last time she ever saw him alive. And that's the last time you'll ever see him alive. What happened to David Kentley changed my life completely and the lives of seven others. Janet Walker. Henry Kentley, the boy's father, his aunt, Mrs. Atwater, his best friend, Kenneth Lawrence, a housekeeper named Mrs. Wilson, and the two who were responsible for everything, Brandon Shaw 
and Philip Morgan. Oh my goodness. Hi there. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Jarrett Miller. And uh, no, you are not watching Orson Welles. It is me. It's someone else. <laughs> it's the other director from that era. It's the other. It's well, I, well, I'll get into that in a minute. I thought Ooh. this main fellow was Orson Welles, or it should have been played by Orson Welles. Um, who who else is joining me there? That that husky, sexy man voice. Because there's a lot of gay overtones in this film. <laughs> me? I would hope it would be me. Oh. oh. <laughs> I bet. Because Kyle said he was ready. Yeah. Oh. I'm ready. Uh, my name is Kyle, and I'm sitting here wondering why all the podcast equipment was taken from the dining room table and put on this strange man-sized trunk. <laughs> oh, no. That's really good. I can't follow that. Oh, that's really, that is really good. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm Cammy, and I'm the one in the trunk. <laughs> Boo. Oh, Oh, very good. Very good. Oh, now I'll host the podcast and I'll I'll do it over the corpse of Cammy and no one will ever know. Oh, Kyle, you scam. you live from the cabinet. <laughs> I just remember thinking this is like totally my favorite, like one of my favorite movies. I'm like, oh, this is like so different. This is like totally like could have been a play. And then to find out it was from a play. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But yeah. oh, uh, oh, my goodness. But yeah, let me give you guys a quick little brief uh, rundown of the story here. Philip and Brandon are your favorite upper crust chums who just love a taste of the good life. Nothing can stand in their way of how much superior they are to you. Yes, you, Kyle. Not what? even your neck. <laughs> I have a good oh, after neck. the pair. <laughs> That's true. He was voted in, in the high school yearbook strongest neck of uh, 2011. Mine can pull a bus. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Well, after this pair murders their uh, their fellow classmate and classmate and alleged uh, previous friend, they stuff his body into a cabinet of their lush 1940s apartment. The duo, who are totally not gay, by the way, host a dinner party (laughs) with a variety of people in in the murdered boy David's life. Uh, His girlfriend, uh, her ex boyfriend is there david's father and david's aunt along with the man who gave them the idea in the first place their old headmaster jimmy stewart (laughs) i just love teaching kids how to murder Uh, oh my god that was pretty much good (laughs) oh stop better than expected i don't have your body here it's in bill's house and ted's house (laughs) (laughs) yes he got he got lost somewhere in between New York and Baileyville or Bailey oh. Falls. What's it called again? Gravity Falls. His name is What's George Bailey, and it's <laughs> I want to say Kingston Falls, but I'm pretty sure that's Gremlins. I think it is Gremlins. It is Gremlins. I think it's, that is. It's Hope Floats. No, hold on. It's Rest New York, New York. Continue. I'm gonna look it up, and I cannot believe I don't. Oh, it's Bedford Falls. Bedford, Bedford Falls. Falls. Thank you. I just remembered. Um, but yeah, uh, essentially, they're having this dinner party all in plain sight of where the murder took place because Brandon and Philip want everyone, well, mostly Brandon wants everyone to know that we committed this perfect crime and it's right under your noses and we're going to go off to the country after this. And uh, that's, yeah. But eventually, Jimmy Stewart is like we like we said. He's their superior. He's their he- their former headmaster slash uh, seems to be a mentor, especially to Brandon, 
mm-hmm. but he is able to deduce that something isn't quite right when everyone realizes that David has is super late for this party, which he was supposed to be the guest of honor, which in some respect he is because they're uh-huh. eating off of uh, his grave, which is super duper morbid. Mm-hmm. Um, hilarity ensues. A lot of <laughs> a lot of sassy uh, scenes with the with the maid, and uh, yeah, eventually Jimmy Stewart figures it out. Who would have thought that gunshots in New York would have bring the police and not yeah. make them stay away? But it was a different Only time. in New York for <laughs> rich in people New- in 1948. Some yeah. kind of a town. <laughs> so I, I, I give it to you two now. What did you two think of this movie? Uh, well, let me just start by saying I had no idea what this movie was about. I have seen maybe two Alfred Hitchcock movies in my life. None of them were rope. And I really thought this was going to be just based off the name about people trapped in a well and having to climb up a rope. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, but that's Aww. what came to my mind. So I was flabbergasted when I started watching this. Like, oh, it's just starting. Oh, it's all one shot. That's really cool. Ooh, look at all the, you know, the guys making, you know, spiffy little jokes. Like, oh, well, this food is to die for and et cetera throughout his party. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, this is all, this is really, it really pulled me in more than I thought it would. And I really enjoyed it. Didn't like the finale as much as the as the party, but mm-hmm. I I was much more into this than I thought I would be at the start. Yeah. It is fantastic. Um, I had never seen this movie either. Um, and I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice that it was all like one, seemingly one cohesive take. There, there, yeah. there are only like 10 cuts in this entire movie. They filmed in like ten minute segments. I didn't even realize that until the movie was over, and I was I was just looking at information about it because I'm an idiot. <laughs> but no, I I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I liked it. I like. Oh, it's utterly I, fabulous. I, oh, it's oh, it's just fantastic. It's to die for. No, this movie's fantastic. It's honestly, yes. I couldn't, I could not believe how how. A lot of the time when I watch something about around the same time where I started really like looking at movies with a more critical eye, I, I kind of get a little disappointed with the rewatch because it's like, oh, like, why did I like this? Like, this was mm-hmm. this is whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, unfortunately, I had that with Inception like a week ago. Um, cele- they were celebrating like the, the 10 year anniversary of Inception. And I just happened I, like it was so fucking creepy. I just pulled it out of the fucking case and I was like, "I saw Inception ago, ten years ago tonight. I should watch this." And I'm like, "Uh." <laughs> um, but yeah, I just watched the movie, and a lot of it was kind of corny. It was a little the, like the dialogue is weird, and it just like Le- it's like Leo was like Leo's good in it. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's good in it. Uh, um, Ellen Page is amazing in it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's one of those things where it's like Leo is fine, but he's like not Leo yet. You know what I mean? He's not like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood caliber. He's not like he's up there. He's an A-lister. He's yes, somebody that people want for their movies. But I feel yeah, I feel like Inception is like a weird Leo movie. It's like I feel like everyone is like acting circles around him. Yes. 
Yeah. I think more of Tom Hardy, but Tom Hardy is like super it, God, and it, uh yeah, his I big for him. juicy lips. I know. Oh, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Gross. Succulent. Yes. Um but yeah, he's great. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Uh this this did not have that same effect. I was a little worried. I was like hooked the entire time. Um it's so and good. it's kind of a short it's kind of a short movie, but uh it I feels loved it. longer than it actually is. I don't know why, but I think it's I I, I think I know the, why. The sunset faster and it also yes. and we also don't really see them eat for too long. Yeah. The dinner mm-hmm. itself, I don't know. I feel like that almost implies to the viewer that it's longer than it actually is because of the very few cuts. Right. Because we're supposed to take it at face value for the real yes. time aspect, but it's like we're still losing time because yeah. you obviously see it's like. I imagine it's like four o'clock when everyone gets there. And then when the ultimate thing happens, it's like 10 p.m. or something. So it's just like obviously six hours haven't gone by. It's only been 90 minutes. But like, yeah, like like some of the plates are all messed up and you don't really see anyone eat. You just mostly see Philip getting drunker and drunker. And and Mm -hmm. that I think he was the weakest performance in this movie. But we can get Uh, into that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, Cammy, let let uh, regale us with the fun facts of this film. Did you know Duh. that this was Alfred Hitchcock's? <laughs> this was Alfred Hitchcock's first color film. Ooh, uh, first first one in color. So there, there's a fun fact right there. Um, there's a few little tiny things that you might be able to catch. Um because the the filming times were so long for this movie if somebody made a mistake during a take it was like holy fuck we have to start all over again alfred hitchcock oh, himself no. basically basically implied that like the only reason that they did that was because he like he was like i wanted to see if i could it was a fun yeah. gimmick you know look at oh these long God. takes and he pulled it off baby yeah um there mm-hmm. are um, there's one point in the movie where uh, the camera dolly uh, ran over and broke a cameraman's foot. But to keep filming, he was gagged and dragged <laughs> off set. Oh my god. <sighs> um, I like the idea that they had people standing by ready to gag their cameramen in case of injury. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> so, a word, Benicio. <laughs> get the chloroform. Stand over there. <laughs> Steve's going down. Jump him. Jump him. <laughs> um, there's another time where somebody uh, puts their glass down but misses the table. And a stagehand <laughs> had to run in and go like, no, 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 no. And put it back um, or, or just to catch it before the glass hit the ground. And both of those takes, oh, no. both of those were used in the final cut of the, of the Whoa. movie. Uh, broke his fucking foot. <laughs> Whatever it takes for your art, Mr. Hitchcock. <laughs> um, I love you. He married movie, his daughter. This movie was banned in what? a bunch of places because of the implied homosexuality of Philip and Brandon. Can How do I imagine? not pick oh up God. on implied homosexuality in any of the movies we watch? Oh, I, I, I felt Wait it a minute. in this one. I was like, mm, 
I did. I thought they were just you stupid. Re- Kyle, you really are you? Wait, 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 wait. You really didn't. And are you joking with me? You didn't pick up on any of the the. This makes Nightmare on Elm Street look like Die or Nightmare <laughs> they, on Elm Street Two look like Die Hard. <laughs> they both act like Schmidt from New Girl. I don't know if either of you have watched <laughs> I, New Girl. Just I, like. I don't we know. killed it's someone all... earlier and now there's stains on my shirt this is the worst day ever um oh no they've got schmidt vibes schmidt is they not do. gay but He's metrosexual yes um i but, guess these guys but are i too. definitely i got i got deep schmidt vibes i from just these i guess guys. i was too enraptured with the with the murder plot to think about what they're doing afterwards if you know what i mean <laughs> i'm just i'm never gonna pick up on these Good Next time we have a movie with vibes pages. like this, I want you guys to text me beforehand so I can be like, Kyle, be this movie is gay <laughs> with five wise for some reason. It makes um, it more fun. Apparently, because this is I, I might be stealing a fun fact. I'm sorry. But it, uh, the, the, uh, the movie is based off of a play, too. Um, it is. It's Death based of a off salesman. of a, it's based off a play, but the whole story itself is based. Um, very loosely based on the murder committed by uh, Leopold and Loeb, the two University of Chicago students who... That's right. Hometown um, heroes. <laughs> woo! Um, who, yeah, they were like, we want to commit the perfect crime. And they killed, like, one of their cousins, uh, if I'm there. not mistaken. I don't know a whole lot about it. But, um, yeah, I believe it was one of their cousins. But I, I guess with those two, and then in the, the, the play at least especially um i guess like within the the playwright of the original stage production of this uh, meant for there to be a lot more of a sexual uh undertone with brandon and and oh. philip and i guess even in some regard there was a uh there was some kind of i guess it's this one's disputed a bunch but i guess the uh the, there's some kind of relationship hinted at between uh brandon and uh rupert at some mm. point too, it's kind of, yeah. I yeah, I could I could see it in the movie a little bit, but I mean, yeah, we're not talking about the play; we're talking about the movie. Plays are for um, nerds. But I, I just, yeah, go sit down with your fan and your little glasses. <laughs> um, oh, is that a theater nerd thing? Riveting, dear Barry Lyndon. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the credits, um, the first credit er, is is for the character of, of David, who's only seen for a couple seconds before they chuck him in the trunk and just leave him. Yeah. Um, so every every person who is credited after him, acting wise, is credited as his uh, as, as their they... relationship to him. So the first one is David oh, Kentley, something. and yep. then it's uh, you know. His friends, Brandon and Philip, their housekeeper, David's rival, David's girl, his father, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I thought that was very interesting. In the original, uh, I guess the original trailer for the movie, they had, um, it was David and Janet sitting talking. Uh, They filmed it specifically for this one little scene specifically for for the trailer um, instead of cutting other shit together from the movie um it, it's basically like here's mm-hmm. you know david and his girlfriend janet and you know this will be the last time any of us will ever see him alive and then that's cool uh, Damn. He, yeah they're they're 
he liked to do that with his trailers. I believe the one for Psycho was very similar, where he's like standing on in the like parking lot of the Bates Motel, and he's like, "Something crazy is gonna happen here. <laughs> Something crazy already did happen." That trailer here. is like fifteen minutes yes, it long. Is. Holy yeah, crap! Yeah, he it's he, so he really long. loves himself. That Hitchcock. Yeah, if only we all Hitch. could love ourselves like Hitchcock does. He makes Quentin Tarantino look like a Boy Scout. I'm yes, sorry. he does. I don't know if you had this in your fun facts, but did you know why they, um, why they chose to have that guy play David? Why? I guess like Alfred Hitchcock saw him at a, uh, a he was someone's friend mm-hmm. at like a, um, at like the Shadow of a Doubt premiere. Yeah. And he was like, he knew he's like he knew someone in the in the movie, and he just saw him, and then he's like, my God, that face. So beautiful. You look just like Joseph oh, Cotton. <laughs> and then Joseph Cotton's like, wait, what? And then he, he's just like, wait, what? And he's just like, shut up. I have a new J- JC in JC. my life. Um, so he so he looks at him. and He's like, you're going to be perfect for my next film. And then I guess this guy, the, the actor who played David was just like, hi, boy, I can't wait to be in the next film. And he's just like, oh, God, <laughs> that's what you sound like. I should start making this like a two truths and a lie type thing so I can keep up Ooh. with Jarrett. Um, be like, all right, guys, guess which one is a lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe next episode. <laughs> We're still working on it. Um, Hitch shows up uh, during the opening credits. He's walking down the street. Um, that's his little cameo. For the film. Was he skipping? Yes, he was. That fat bastard. <laughs> I'll admit to looking at my phone for the beginning of the movie, so I missed him. Yeah, that's okay. You were looking at your phone throughout the whole movie, oh, no, I put Kyle. it down once oh, I realized why? the movie was happening. Oh. <laughs> and he picked it back up when he realized it didn't take place in space. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, they're in an apartment that looks like Saturn behind them, but I could be mistaken. Could it be? Oh. Jimmy Stewart was paid $300,000 to do this movie. That's $14 in Which today's money. Which in future money, I don't know what that is. But I know that that's a fuckload of money. Oh, my that, God. That was like a third of their budget <laughs> for the entire, like, it was like a million. And he's a barely in bucks it. To make this movie. And Jimmy, oh Jimmy ate up 300000 <laughs> of those dollars. Holy shit. That's Isn't insane. That crazy? Oh, my God. But he was God. pretty good in the movie. Oh, uh, yes, he was. He was Hashtag great in it. it. Oh, yeah. He was fun. He was, he was good, but um, I guess he didn't really like his role in it. He didn't feel like he was good for the part of Rupert. Huh. It, it's a little... Um, it, it is a little jarring to hear him say some things at some times, because it's just like you... It's I don't know. I just keep... See, it's so many people are seeing this, and they're like, why is George Bailey <laughs> saying those awful things? And just no, like, George, this no. is Yeah, this is post-war uh, Jimmy Stewart. Because, like, bef- bef- yeah, before I... the war... Because he, he, he fought in World War Two, Correct? Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, so pre-war, he was very... Boy next door Yeah, he was... It he was... had laughter in his eyes. Exactly. So after the war, all he did was, like crazy suspenseful alfred hitchcock yeah. movies he it's not all he did but, but it, it, i'm chasing that high yeah a darker tone to his characters after after the war let's move on to our our favorite scenes oh man right. there's only 10 of them so uh <laughs> let's go oh geez kyle do you want to do the honors of, of uh starting us off here uh yes i do and i'll pick one of them from uh earlier on in the movie when um 
old aunt atwell or what's that crazy old lady who loves stars names <laughs> loves stars mrs oh, Miss, atwater uh, atwater mrs atwater yes mm-hmm. uh when she first comes in and she uh mistakes philip for david and then uh philip like breaks the glass in his hand because he's so mm-hmm. just like his nerves all movie but it like hits an hits a peak there and then without ever super focusing on his hand you see him kind of maneuver the room to put the glass away you know wrap it up get himself a new mm-hmm. one and no one notices for like five minutes that he did that yeah they're like oh what happened to your mm-hmm. hand <laughs> yeah and i that was such a a beautiful like like a modern day movie would have just it would have zoomed in on his hand and had like 16 cuts as he mm-hmm. struggled to hide his injury but hitchcock did it so cg fingers smoothly it was never the focus but you could always see it over the next mm-hmm. five minutes as he was doing his stuff and that just really it got mm-hmm. me that was such a beautiful way to do that yeah oh this movie visually just the way it's shot just gets me i love mm-hmm. it it's really good the um, love it the part whenever everybody's kind of gathered around the table eating or whatever the the trunk that david is in um and Mrs. Atwater is keeps talking about like James Mason and Cary Grant, and she's like naming their star signs and and uh, talking about you know uh, uh, that movie yeah. called something with someone. Um, that that little exchange, however long it was, was so interesting to watch and really great because she's a great character, might be my favorite character in the movie. And then you've got um, Janet or Mrs. Atwater. Mrs. Atwater. Uh, you've got okay. You've got, Jimmy Stewart, uh, Rupert, excuse me, that's his name, right? Rupert? Yeah. Cool. In the background. um, Just sort of listening to it, listening in on it. And the way that the actors interact with each other when they're not the focus of the conversation or the focus on the camera is really interesting because you can see that they sort of drop the, the acting occasionally. And like mm-hmm. Jimmy Jimmy Stewart makes a, a comment to uh, Janet, girl please Janet, um, while that's going on, where it felt very conversational and very real, and yeah. that happens a lot in this movie, uh, which of course is it has to be because of the long takes. You can't be doing the exact same shit over and over and over in the background. It's got to be different. Right. You're not going to remember the little improvisations. So, yeah, the improvisational feel of this movie makes it really good is one of the things. Oh, it's so. Yeah, it's so fun. Like, because it's exactly like the 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 main focus of of everything happening, like right in front of you. Obviously, it's like awesome. Uh But also all the shit going on in the foreground is just like, especially when like like you mentioned it, they had to shoot this movie in like 10 minute increments because that's like the film would run out. Um, Uh And that that is just like how they were able to like put an impressive image in front of you and then have an impressive like because you legitimately feel like you were at a party, like one of these like kind of stuffy whatever uh, hierarchy, like social, 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 socialite, Jesus, uh, so, socialist. socialite parties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the commies are having a party. <laughs> All right, everyone show Rupert your papers. Um, <laughs> um, oh, that damn McCarthy's not coming to my next cocktail hour. Um, <laughs> 
I I think maybe my favorite scene in this whole movie is um uh I don't know. I think the one that's coming to mind the the one that's coming to mind the most right now is like at the very beginning, like as they're setting up the party and uh Philip and um Philip and Brendan Brandon are are trying to uh uh, they're they're Brandon has the idea of moving everything onto the 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 cabinet where that David is in dead and Philip's like why would you do that that's disgusting and he's just like oh it'll be so much fun uh. and oh and then um, <laughs> my father will hear they- about this <laughs> <laughs> every single person in this movie gives off that vibe <laughs> like oh you like to schmooze so do I we should get married tomorrow. <laughs> You killed my son. My my father will hear about this. <laughs> you messed up my macchiato for the last time. You I adult. Hate rich people. This has American Psycho vibes. Yes. This, this movie. Oh my God. What's like American I, Psycho I, light is what this film is, and I shouldn't. I'm, I'm not sure. not because because it's not as good as American Psycho because I think it is. I'm just saying the subject matter is much lighter than that of yeah. American Psycho. This was American Psycho in 1948. Yeah. Like, think about that. Like, oh my God. It um, got banned because of it's gay. Yeah. Just like Patrick Bateman. We all saw Christian uh, Bale's ass. There was no Did way you he almost was straight. say Slater? That's just true. <laughs> I almost said Slater. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. Oh my Sorry. god! No, but I think it's really fun. Like the, it's like um at the very beginning when uh Philip is leaning down to to like tie his shoe or pick up the books or something, and mm-hmm. then you just see the rope that was used to kill David hanging uh-huh. out of the out of the casket, and you only see it for like a really brief second, and I'm just like, oh shit, that's the uh that's the murder weapon, and then it goes back to it because it's like, oh, did you? It's Alfred Hitchcock like, oh, did you catch that? Did you see what I did? And yep. it's just like. <laughs> It's called Rope. rope. <laughs> and then rope! just like but but straight up, like the, the actor who plays uh Philip is just way too over the top for me yeah. to really give this like uh, uh a hitchy, as I think we'll maybe call them. Ah. I don't know. As, <laughs> as, as we'll call one out of five hitchies or you want to give it the cock. <laughs> oh. I like oh, that. Boy. Full oh, Peter Pan. Good. I like that too. Okay, yeah, I think that. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at with scenes. Like this the whole movie is just fucking awesome. There's so yeah. much. Uh, the the it. I mean, this inspired like so many awesome scenes. I mean, like stuff like what fucking Russian Ark and like Birdman and stuff like that. Like yeah, Russian Ark yeah. though was like legit one take though. That's like no that's tricks nuts. of the editing, nothing like that. Is a legitimate one take movie. Ugh. crazy I've i would never, never want to work on that <laughs> i would intentionally mess up every scene in oh, 45 whoops. minutes in well, um nothing never mind i my tummy is growling like crazy today um i think the only thing that really bothered me about this movie was the fact that that rope was hanging out like that but it was like still around david's neck and not in that area at all whenever they put him in there right right they were just like, like oh, oh we'll um, have it We'll tie it with the books. Let's just leave it hanging out real quick, you know. Yeah. But David's ghost was trying to get it. It's out like of the it's trunk. like how nobody heard 
uh, Charles Foster Kane say Rosebud. It's fine. It's still a great movie. Yeah. Yes. And still oh, a yeah. great movie. <laughs> Forget about the stupid sled. It's a great movie. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Stewart's okay. monologue at the end of this movie was really good, too. Oh, it's so good. Because, I mean, I what? The ultimate... Like, wow. The, the, the ultimate message of this movie is more or less to, like, tell people, like, no, no one man is greater than another, uh-huh. which is... It's outdated, obviously, because there's no people of color in this movie. Um, sure. But uh, like for the time, that's that's a good that's a good message to have. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon, until this very moment, this world and the people in it have always been dark and incomprehensible to me, and I've tried to clear my way with logic and superior intellect. And you've thrown my own words right back in my face, Brandon. You were right to, if nothing else, a man should stand by his words. But you've given my words a meaning that I never dreamed of. And you've tried to twist them into a cold, logical excuse for your ugly murder. Oh, they never were that, Brandon. And you can't make them that. There must have been something deep inside you from the very start that let you do this thing. But there's always been something deep inside me that would never let me do it. And would never let me be a party to it now. What do you mean? I mean that tonight you've made me ashamed of every concept I ever had of superior or inferior beings. And I thank you for that shame. Because now I know that we are each of us a separate human being, Brandon. With the right to live and work and think as individuals. But with an obligation to the society we live in. By what right do you dare say that there's a superior few to which you belong? By what right did you dare decide that that boy in there was inferior and therefore could be killed? Did you think you were God, Brandon? Is that what you thought when you choked the life out of him? Is that what you thought when you served food from his grave? I don't know what you thought or what you are, but I know what you've done. You've murdered! The look on Jimmy Stewart's eyes after after Brandon is trying to explain to him, like, we basically did what you said. You taught us this. You taught us that. And just Mm -hmm. like, we were putting your principles into action. And he's just like... Oh jeez, my <laughs> words! Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, they cut me like a knife, Brandon. And you, Philip, play the damn piano. Drink some more. <laughs> oh my God, I could listen. Society is gonna do it. <laughs> like, oh my. God. I'm sorry, Daddy. Yeah, I, I liked the monologue at the end. I don't feel they earned it because I mean, Rupert goes from. You know that day saying, "Oh yeah, murder should be fine. It's an is an art form, really." Yeah. To then, exactly. <laughs> there's yes. no development in between him saying that and then him seeing the body. Yeah. It's just like, oh my man, I I love killing. Also, they, I get some strong purge vibes during that uh that conversation. Was, it, yes, that was. The, I feel like that yeah. mo- that like part was the basis for the purge. Yeah. It's like there would be no crime. Alfred Hitchcock's Jimmy the Stewart purge. doesn't sound like that. There would well, be no crime. Said... Oh, <laughs> I should have practiced my Jimmy Stewart oh. before the episode. I'm afraid to do it on Mike. Oh, Zuzu! Okay. <laughs> Practice it in the mirror um, next time. Yeah. Oh. I, I think, You'll definitely need it no, later on this one. 
he told that I, that's funny. You say that Kyle. Cause I totally sitting in, in the office today, working, watching this movie. And when that scene came up and he's just like, there will be no crime. And I'm just like, it wouldn't be all year round. It would be like for a specific uh, kind of time. And I'm like the purge. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's yeah. like, yeah, it got purge me. vibes, but man, yeah, then, purge vibes. Yeah. And that monologue and Jimmy Stewart's, you know, flip flopping about murder really took a lot of the wind out of my sails because I was looking forward to that of how Rupert would react when he finally saw the body or mm-hmm. figured it out completely. Yeah. I was like, is he going to be like happy that they did it? Is he going to let them get away with it? Yeah. Is he going to be like, hey, guys, count me in next time? Or is he going to there were just so many possibilities mm-hmm. for what he could have done. And just for him to say, like, ew, murder Ucky. was <laughs> like a murder most list. foul. Good point, Cammie. What? Another good point. You know the website Anchor. It's a fantastic website for podcasters. It makes it easy to upload all your episodes. They give out sponsorships to just about anybody. So if you're just starting out, it's a great place to go. Even us? Especially us. Now back to the movie. What does that have to do with my recipe for beef stroganoff? My ideal ending for this would have been him seeing the body, him being against it, but just like, instead of tearing down his own philosophies, he would then like out talk them like, oh, like you didn't murder him because you were superior. Like you murdered him because of A, B, and C, and uh-huh. like wrecked them emotionally before getting them caught, rather than just you know espouting truth, justice in the American way. That would have been super cool and funny. Hmm. Yeah, the ending is not my favorite. Like this movie was five out of five until Jimmy Stewart saw that body. Really? Yeah. Huh. I I will I respect the hell out of a single shot movie. Yeah. And I I'm just always fascinated by just the look of them. I was worried. Um I know that that was a cut right there whenever he opens it to see the body and it, it like blacks out the screen for a minute. I was like, "Right. Is it over?" No. I mean, they could end it there and I be satisfied with yeah. maybe not knowing what his reaction was but yeah for a brief moment i was like there's there's more time right <laughs> is there more time and there was there was time whenever he discovered his hat looked on the inside and his yeah. initials were in there i was like donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see him at the party I dean if- kane was there <laughs> dean coons <laughs> i love it he used that if he had used the hat as like evidence that David was killed, there's like, well, tell me, Brandon. Uh, if you say David was never here, then tell me, have you been to Donkey Kong Country lately? <laughs> okay. You thrown any barrels lately? Yeah. He's the leader of the monkeys. You know him well. <laughs> He's finally oh, back the as proof of your murder. <laughs> you guys want to hear my least favorite part of the movie? And yes. it it irked me for like seven minutes. So at the beginning. When they're picking up the candlesticks and messing with them, uh, Brandon keeps trying to straighten that one, and he never succeeds, and he just stops. <laughs> oh my god! And so I'm staring at that candle while like murder talk is happening. It's like it's it's still crooked, Brandon. You have to go back to the candlestick, Brandon. <laughs> Why are you answering the door, Brandon? <laughs> oh no! And I every time the camera panned over those candlesticks, I was watching them. It's like oh, they're shorter now. This is obviously a different. You know, there was a cut yeah. between now and then, but and they're slightly straighter, but not quite and my hand was shaking (laughs) uh but i 
fascinating. I'm a little OCD, and I just felt that was something that, that everyone should know. That definitely seems like something that you would be upset about in a movie. I mean, I would have been fine if he hadn't tried to straighten it, but he tried, and then he stopped mm-hmm. with no success. That's that's the real crime in this movie, the candlestick. True. Brandon with... Okay. Okay, go ahead. Brandon, Brandon with the candlestick. <laughs> the I like room. that. Brandon with the candlestick. Brandon with the Philip dick. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Philip K. Dick? <laughs> yes, the singer songwriter. Um, I have a theory. Is it that they're gay? Because we know. No, of course. No, <laughs> no I haven't picked oh, up okay. on that in the podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What's your theory? I have a theory that um, the, char- the main character who plays Brandon mm-hmm. purposefully looks like Orson Welles. Why? As a okay, so follow riddle me this. I had to write a paper on, about this, yeah. um, kind of, and then my my professor was just kind of like, dig a little deeper, dig a little deeper, dig a little deeper, and I'm just like, I can't fucking find anything else. And then, uh, kind of like putting a little thought into it. Uh, here's my theory. Uh, okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, Hitchcock's previous film was A Shadow of a Doubt, which we're going to talk about later in this marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, the main character in that movie was uh, <clears throat> uh, Joseph Conrad, or yeah, Joseph Conrad, Joseph, uh, Joseph Cotton, Joe Cotton. Uh-huh. He um, obviously we know Joe Cotton prime from one of his best roles as uh, Leland in Mr. Leland in Citizen Kane uh-huh. that he did with Orson Welles, obviously like Mercury Theater, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. Apparently, Orson Welles was so annoyed that Hitchcock was like making a movie with one of his guys, or that like he like wasn't involved in the movie or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There, there was some. I, I'm not sure of the beef, but apparently there was a beef um, where. Hitch, where I guess Orson Welles responded by making the movie The Stranger. Okay. And that movie, I guess, is about like it's a it's it's kind of a very similar plot uh, to Shadow of a Doubt because I guess it, it's like oh an unknown person comes to town with a checkered past and but the, everyone thinks they're peachy keen until the everything is revealed type thing. Which is essentially the plot of The Stranger where Orson Welles' character is like a, a Nazi hiding in suburbia. Um, so we kind of just took it a little to a more extreme. But The Stranger was like basically considered like a commercial flop. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was basically like Orson Welles telling Alfred Hitchcock, I can make this movie better than you could. So Ooh. hence he makes The Stranger. But wow. since it was received so poorly... I guess a lot. Of, I my theory is that he made this main <clears throat> cast the the gentleman he did to play Brandon almost as like because I swear to God I keep thinking that's Orson Welles at times. Like the first <laughs> time I saw this movie, I'm like it's Orson Welles because they look so much alike. I didn't really get very, that. I don't really? know why. Uh, um, I don't know what Orson Welles looks maybe like. Maybe I'm I just reaching back at, on grasping it, at straws. He does look like him, but that was just not something that even like came to my mind when I was watching that. So like listening to you say this is riveting. That's so interesting. And it could be true. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah. I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of like talking out my necklace right now, but like, I, I, I honestly think like, Oh, I'm going to follow up my last movie with an even better movie. Where I'm doing crazy things. 
No cuts. Not a single one. Um, no cuts. Oh, Wells look alike, secret. and he's Don't all tell gay. Me. <laughs> and yes, he makes Orson Wells like extremely like overtly gay. Like, haha, I made you gay, Wells. You <laughs> fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, but like I could, I could totally see like Alfred Hitchcock doing something shitty like that, and I am done now. <laughs> I love that because that does sound like the type of petty thing that uh, that Alfred Hitchcock would do, just because. Oh, totally. Just because I can. I'm gonna make a movie where the title is gonna be an anagram for "Suck It Wells." <laughs> I'll call it Psycho. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, Tippy, we're leaving. I've got one more little fun fact that I forgot to throw in here. Um, Let's do it. I took this directly from the IMDb uh, trivia. It says here, uh, this movie was unavailable for three decades because its rights, together with four other movies of the same period, were brought back by Sir Alfred Hitchcock and left as part of his legacy to his daughter, Patricia. Uh, they've been known for a long time as the infamous five lost Hitchcocks amongst movie buffs and were re-released in theaters around 1984 after a 30 year absence. Uh, the other ones were rear window, the man who knew too much, the trouble with Harry and vertigo. Um, so I thought that was interesting because like we've grown up knowing that those movies existed. Yeah. Um, damn, but I guess those just, basically didn't exist until the 80s uh, when they were brought back into the light. And they're so good, too. Like, Vertigo and Rear Window are two of the most well-known Hitchcock movies that exist. I think Vertigo Mm. held the the, uh, the spot for, like, best movie of all time by a a certain film critic group. I forget who, but it was the best movie for some people. I think Sight and Sound... Gave that one number one. Okay. Oh, yeah? It's like, yeah, it's like Vertigo's number one and Kane is two. So ah. it's like, I kind of feel like, yeah. So that's, that, that's the other Orson Welles, Alfred Hitchcock parallel there for you to like get neck and neck with each other. Like, yeah. I can make a better film. No, me. And now those two movies both fall short of Avengers Endgame. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. I'm going to, yeah. oh, that, that, oh, that just made me want to shoot up, Kyle. <laughs> 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 Please don't do that. Kevin Feige's peeing on Hitchcock's grave. <laughs> like, where's your cinematic sauce. universe, fatty? <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you talking to? They are both fat. <laughs> He's peeing on both their graves. He has yeah. alternating nights. They're both fat. They're oh both my buried God. in piano cases. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Vertigo, your director's so oh. fat. <laughs> they were both made of corn dogs by the time they were dead. Um, are we? I, are we good? Oh, sorry. I'm good. Yeah, let's rate these. Let's rate them. All right. Um, I'm going to go first, if you all don't mind. Of course. So are we going with Hitchies and then the cock? As the, uh... <laughs> I love that. Let's do it. All right, if you guys okay. are okay with it. Yeah. I'm going to give this I'm, one. I'm... <gasps> do it. Hitchies. Wow. I bet you're probably wondering why that portion of the show was bleeped just now. Um, the reason being, we currently, during the editing process here, have discovered an issue with the last portion of the show. Since the show is indeed recorded remotely, myself being in one area and Kyle and Cammy being in another, issues are bound to happen and pop up. 
Unfortunately, the end of this show was the casualty today. Fortunately for you, the listener, you'll be able to know our ratings next week when we discuss Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. And if you don't mind, I'd be more than happy to tell you where you can find everybody and plug the end of the show. So here we go. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to what you currently have just listened to. You can find myself and the Spooky Time team on Instagram at Spooky Time Network, at Spooky Time Net. Uh, myself on Instagram, daddy underscore Dangerfield. Cami on Instagram at Magic Ghost Baby. Kyle on Instagram at Old Man Yells at Clouds. As well as our Patreon, patreon.com slash spooky time podcast. For $5 or more, you can get a fuck ton of bonus shows. Great content from great people. Be more than happy to fill your ears with it. Please. Um, please give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, five stars, please leave comments. That stuff is very helpful. And always remember, you can find this podcast wherever you get them. So please tell your friends, tell your enemies, and listen to our show next week when, as we continue our Alfred Hitchcock month in August with Psycho. Until then, I love you. Kyle loves you. Cammy loves you. And until then, stay spooky. Okay, goodbye.